Hello and welcome to episode three of Jake and Benny's Backyard Football Podcast, co-hosted by Benny C. Osales, followed by fellow co-host Jake Mullet. On this podcast, we discuss everything NFL, from the end zone to off the field, from your favorite players to upcoming stars. We're your source for high quality football talk. There's been so much going on in this week, so stay tuned because there is a lot to discuss. To start off this episode, let's talk about something that's been on our minds since it's happened. Game of the week. Let me hear your thoughts, Jake. For me, it's got to be the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. That was no doubt. an amazing game. Both quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Cam, played unbelievably. It really came down to that last play. It really did. And Cam really showed himself with that last you know, two-minute drill. He did a really good job connecting with his receivers, making time in the pocket. That throw that he had where he stepped up and launched it over the middle was absolutely phenomenal. I think both teams did really well, and it definitely did come down to that last play. Only Cam had run to the outside or picked the right gap in time. But who knows? Maybe the Seahawks just played really good defense. And I think that might be the case since they won. See, I agree. I think uh, going back to last week when I said that Cam Newton played a bad team and he didn't really prove himself. He definitely proved himself this week. I did For not sure. expect him to play that good of football as he did. I think Cam definitely shocked the league with that. And let's not forget, this was a man who was signed last second in free agency and didn't even have a contract offer before that. He didn't even have a single phone call, not a single notification. And this man came out and put up insane numbers during that game. Definitely surprised by him. He did an amazing job. How about Russell Wilson though? He he went off, he threw five touchdowns. This was the first time the Seahawks really let Russell Wilson do his thing in terms of the passing game. And he did phenomenal. The way he lined up with DK Metcalf against Stephon Gilmore, that was insane. DK was bullying Stephon the whole game. Yeah, I remember there was a fight between the two of them. I'm not sure what quarter it was, but... Yeah, they yeah, definitely... They... I remember they did scrap. But this really does this show that Stephon Gilmore is on a decline? Or does this show that DK is an emerging star in the NFL? I think both. I think that DK really did prove to a lot of people that he's the real deal and that he could play against these really good players. And it shows that Gilmore, he uh, he could still be bested and that he's not everything he he's thinks he is. He's not immune. He has his own kryptonite even. Yep. But yeah, that heartbreaking interception or pick six from Russell Wilson in the beginning with Greg Olson, man. Yeah, that was upsetting. That ruined my fantasy week. But, <laughs> uh, but besides that, it was a great game. It really came out of that last play. I think if Cam would have just gone to the left side around all, everybody, that would have been a touchdown. They would have won. I think maybe if he even like stopped looking for a hole, because as soon as he took the snap, he kind of did a stutter step to find a hole. I think if he pulled a Matt Stafford and just, you know, dived straight over the line, I think he might have been able to reach it as well. But all in all, it was an amazing game on both sides of the ball for both teams. And I can't wait to see what we have in week three. With game of the week out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about players of the week. Who do you got for offense, Jake? So for my offensive player of the week, I have to go with Dak Prescott. He had an amazing game, whether you like him or not. He had uh, 450 pass yards, four touchdowns, three of them were rushing touchdowns, and he had a pass rating of 109.4. What about you? 
I got Josh Allen. 419 yards, four touchdowns, 146.7 passer rating. And he absolutely torched Miami. And I get it is Miami, but he still showed a lot of promise the week before. And he did it again this week. I think he's going to be the Bills franchise quarterback for a while. I could agree with that. So I think we both agree on our defensive player of the week. We both chose uh, T.J. Watt. Yes, he had uh, four tackles, 2.5 sacks, and two tackles for loss. Now, he really brought this energy to the Steelers. I think that um, he's honestly one of the best defensive players in the league. He has a bright spot on that Steelers defense. He really shows that he's worth the draft pick that he was selected at. So do you think that he's better than his brother J.J. Watt? I think give him a couple more years to prove himself some more because, I, in my opinion, I haven't seen J.J. Watt headline as much as he used to, but give T.J. a couple more years, and if in those two years he can really like stand out, I think he could be. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that J.J., he honestly wasted his career down in Houston. He definitely should not have resigned. I think he, imagine if he was literally on any playoff team. Like Imagine him on like the Chiefs or something. Yeah, that'd be imagine crazy, that. but... I mean, the Texans are a playoff team, but I doubt they're going to make it this year. They're just not looking good out there. Let's take a second and have a moment of silence for the entire NFL. We got a list of injuries, starting with Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Drew Locke, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Jimmy Garoppolo, Paris Campbell, and plenty others in the NFL. This week was insane in terms of injuries. What's the most notable injury, Jake? I think that Saquon's definitely is. I mean, especially the fact that he came off an injury from last season, having another huge season-ending injury right now is really going to hurt his career. I think, honestly, if after the season, if he doesn't leave the Giants or if they don't make some effort to protect him, I think his season or his career might be over pretty soon. Yeah, and that's really unfortunate. So much talent. For my most notable injuries, I think I've got a three-way tie. And they're all on the 49ers. I got Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are like three X factors on that team just gone. What are the 40 what is what what do you think the 49ers plan is? Honestly, I I know they're a strong team. They're gonna still try to compete for that playoff spot, but the week before they lost Richard Sherman, they lost tons of other players and I just don't think that it's going to be possible. I know that they're not the type of team to tank. I don't even know who they would tank for because they have every position almost sealed up. But um, I think they're going to try to make an effort to get to the playoffs again. But it's not going to be successful. What about you? Bold prediction. I don't think that they have enough players to even make a playoff push. Jimmy G was out there throwing ducks week one. I'm saying 49ers should tank for Trevor. I think that would be great. I think at this point, they might as well tank. There's nobody notable on that team right now that can play. I say give it a few more weeks and then maybe take into consideration of tanking. They are pretty sad having Jimmy G as a starter for a long time. I think that he just needs improvement. We'll see. We'll see. Jimmy G has a lot left to prove. He also has really big shoes to fill, you know, being backup, uh, Tom Brady's backup for such a long time. Another huge thing is the Broncos. They lost uh, so many more players this week. All right, pause, pause. More notable injuries for the Denver Broncos. We have Drew Locke, expected to miss three to six weeks. Corlin Sun out for the season. With a torn ACL when he came back from a shoulder injury nonetheless. The Broncos are having a lot of holes. And what do you think? about the Broncos signing Blake Bortles. 
over Colin Kaepernick? I think, honestly, it's kind of hard to tell because I would rather go with Blake Bortles and that Colin Kaepernick's a good quarterback. But who's had more recent quarterback experience? He's been in the NFL more recently. Yeah. I think that Blake Bortles just has that experience that he needs to maybe have a few good games in the Broncos. But no disrespect to Cap. I think he's a good player. But I just think that for Kaepernick, it'd be good for him to start as a backup first and then go to start, not just be immediately thrown into that position. Yeah, but the thing is, I think they're pretty set on Jeff Driscoll taking over because they didn't have a third quarterback. <laughs> they named Royce Freeman there <laughs> in case of emergency <laughs> quarterback. So I think they signed Blake Bortles just to have him as a backup. So in that case, wouldn't you just sign Colin? Because I don't know. I think I understand it. Colin hasn't played a down in four years. Blake Bortles has, but I think I would have gone with Colin personally. See, the thing I think the Broncos are going for is they don't know who's going to start. I don't think that they know if Blake Bortles or Jeff Driscoll is going to start. I think that they're signed both or signed Blake Bortles just for that reassurance in case if Driscoll can't get the job done. That's true. And what if Colin pulls a Cam Newton? What if he comes back and he dominates? I think the Broncos are pretty adamant on having Drew Locke as the starter. I don't think anybody would really want Drew to come back to a quarterback battle. So I do understand that as well. Another huge injury, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. My fantasy legend gone for six weeks as well, I think. Yep. The Panthers could just say goodbye to whatever playoffs hope they had. Whatever offense playoff hopes they had, that is gone. Another running back that got injured, Raheem Mostert. And let's not forget, he's also on the 49ers. I don't think I have any hope for the 49ers. Yeah, honestly, they lost so much within two weeks of football. There's still 15 more weeks to go. And... Week one was amazing. Week one uh, set an NFL record, 87 touchdowns by all teams combined. That's the most in league history. And then week two is like the most injuries in league history. Definitely. It's insane. Besides injuries this week, there wasn't that much news to go around in the NFL, but we do have three stories we would like to discuss. Our first story of the week, Joe Flacco has been cleared to start practicing with the Jets. Do you think he's going to take Sammy D's spot? Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I think that Joe Flacco, honestly, he should probably retire. He had a good he had a good career at the Ravens, but ever since then, he just fell off. I think he needs to retire, honestly. He's not elite. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, he's a Super Bowl MVP, but that was so long ago. He has not been the same since that one Super Bowl season. On another note, Devonta Freeman signs with the New York Giants and I think that's great obviously they're gonna need help in the running game with Saquon being out for the year but do you think the run game is even gonna be the same with Devonta Freeman no Devonta Freeman he had a few good seasons down in where's he Atlanta he had a few good seasons in Atlanta but besides that he was, didn't really do much I think that he's gonna bring some good aspects to the team but overall he's gonna be a average player they're Run deep or their run offense is definitely going to go down by a ton. Honestly, this is a really good thing for Daniel Jones. I think that they know they're not going to make the playoffs, but they could try by just passing. I mean, I think Daniel Jones is a talented guy. I think he could be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, franchise let him. Quarterback. Yeah, just let him sling the rock a little more instead of now they get a chance to lay the offense on the shoulders of Daniel Jones. We can see if he's really worth the hype. You know, we can see if he really is that franchise quarterback. 
for our last story, Tyrod Taylor's injury reasons have been released. And Tyrod Taylor went down with broken ribs. While the team doctor was giving him some narcotics to numb the pain, he punctured Tyrod's lung. And that that is a story. That is a story. I can guarantee you that man is getting <laughs> fined and fired right now. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. He's out of the establishment. All right. Imagine playing sports and you rely on a man with a medical degree to take care of you, and he punctures your lung. I, he I he must have had Herbert on fantasy or something. <laughs> he had to have. Other than those stories, there wasn't much news this week. So we're going to get into our weird stat of the week. The Falcons played against the Cowboys, and I'm going to be honest, it was re- looking really good for the Falcons up until that fourth quarter. The Falcons so, blew another lead. According to ESPN Stats and Info, since turnovers were officially tracked for the first time in 1933, 440 teams had scored 39 points in a game without turning the ball over entering week two. Those teams were 440 and zero until the Atlanta Falcons. They had 39 points exactly, no turnovers, and it was looking so good for them. Promising. But they blew that game, and now the stat is officially 440 wins and one loss, and that the Falcons just keep ma- breaking records, but on good ways. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons are honestly the NFL's CEO of biggest chokes. From the Super Bowl to this, it's just... You, I mean, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. They're bad. Speaking of bad, my hot take for the week is Drew Brees is on a decline. For sure. I agree with that. Elaborate. These last two weeks, he has played some pretty sloppy football. I mean, they won that first game against the Buccaneers. Uh, he played good enough, but Alvin Kamara picked up a lot of the slack. And this last week, he just did not play good at all. He had, what was it, four, average four yards on he's, the pass? He's averaging 4.6 yards per pass currently. That's including week one. Yeah, so just these two weeks, he's been looking so rusty. I mean... I have a lot of respect for Drew Brees. I definitely think he's top five of all time based off of his stats. I think he's Hall of Fame. There's nothing that's going to take him away from Hall of Fame. Honestly, I'm going to say I could see Jameis Winston picking up the job soon. Like I can really see that too. Jameis Winston is doing great. I want to take a second and address something about Jameis Winston. Let's not forget that for quarterbacks, when they hit the age of 25, this is for quarterbacks at age 25, Jameis Winston is second in attempts with 2,548, second in completions, first in yards, second in touchdowns, and he had 5,109 yards in 2019, which puts him number nine all time. I think Jameis Winston just needs a really good quarterback coach, and if he can lower the interceptions, I think he'll be great in New Orleans. I think that Jameis Winston, honestly, Take away the turnovers, he's a good quarterback. I mean, I know you can't take away the turnovers literally, but with Drew Brees as a mentor, I do think that Jameis Winston can become a good quarterback. I think that he might be the answer for New Orleans quarterback situation after Drew Brees retires. I think that overall, he's a pretty solid quarterback besides the turnover rate. And Drew Brees, I think his time is coming. I think this is his last season in the NFL. I think so as well. And with one more thing about Jameis Winston, I want to address this. Think about this. Imagine if at least half of those interceptions were touchdown drives. That would have put him at like 45, 40, almost 50 touchdowns on this season. And who knows? He might have had the most yards on the season. So 
I think he has a lot of potential. The potential for Jameis Winston is through the roof. We just need to see if he can capitalize on it. And he finally got the eye surgery he needed. <laughs> he finally got LASIK. Okay, I'm going to take a step back from my Jameis Winston rant. My hot take for the week, Kirk Cousins needs to be out of Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is on the decline. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think his last season was a fluke. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Kirk Cousins, he's not looking good. I mean, the difference between last season and this season is insane. He, what was it? Zero touchdowns and three interceptions this week? Yep, three interceptions. That's just, how much was his contract? I, I'll i let you know, it was overpriced. It was too much money. That's, that's not even worth a million dollars. It's not even. That's there. horrible football. I think that he needs to either wake up now and turn everything around that he's doing, or they need to get a new quarterback. Maybe they need to tank for Trevor. Maybe they do. I mean, they're 0-2 right now, so... It's kind of tough to come back from that. So many teams are already 2-0 and 1-0, and or 1-1. and See, I had the Vikings making the playoffs this year, but and I also had them winning the division. I was just going on a tangent about that two weeks ago. But right now, it's just not looking good for them. It's really not. Both we'll sides to... of the ball look rough. Definitely. We'll just have to see how they're going to do things. Maybe they're going to start rebuilding, but I think where they need to start is getting Kirk Cousins out. Let's take a second to actually get into some early Super Bowl predictions. Who do you got, Jake? So based off these two weeks of football, I'm going with the Chiefs and Seahawks, and I have the Seahawks in overtime. That's a really good one. Another, the second overtime in Super Bowl history, right? Yep, first one was the Falcons and Patriots. I don't want to talk about that one. tragic. Let's not talk about that. But I think for mine, I think in the conference, I think the Packers are going to upset the Seahawks. So I got the Packers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think that'll be really good. A-Rod versus Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes said in an interview that he really tries to make his game look like Aaron Rodgers. He said that Aaron Rodgers was a real like inspiration for the style of play he does. So seeing Patrick Mahomes go against A-Rod would really be nice. See, I think that's a I think that's also a possibility too. I have the Seahawks and Packers going up against each other in the conference finals. I just think that Russell Wilson right now, he's on a mission to prove something. I think the whole entire team is honestly they're trying to make a statement with that Jamal Adams thing. I know I said that a few weeks ago, but I just think that the Seahawks are really dedicated to getting that Super Bowl this season. They've been playing phenomenal football and same with the Chiefs. To conclude this week's episode, Jake and I would like to unveil our NFL power rankings as of week three. Take it away, Jake. Number one spot, we got to go Kansas City Chiefs. They're looking good. Patrick Mahomes is still playing pretty well. He just shows that he's got that clutch gene inside of him. I, I love the Chiefs right now. They're looking good. Let's not forget their brand new running back. I honestly didn't think that that offense could get any better, but bringing in Edward Hilaire is amazing for that offense. He's definitely just the missing part in what was already an amazing offense. I feel like teams really, teams really prepared for Patrick Mahomes, but I don't think they even thought about preparing for a run game from the Chiefs. Definitely. For number two, we got the Ravens. They're 2-0. Lamar Jackson's playing good football still. Uh, whole team looks good. Lamar is doing numbers as usual. Th- checking down to Mark Andrews. Great tight end, by the way. He's going on for a good season by a tight end, obviously. And let's not forget Marquise Brown. He's also doing his part on offense. Number three, we got Seattle. They're looking good. Russell Wilson is playing the best football of his career, and that's saying something because he's been amazing all these years. I think that the defense, they could be better. The pass rush is what's really holding them down. But besides that, offense is looking amazing. 
Secondary is looking good, just the pass rush needs to improve. As long as Seattle can let Russell Wilson throw the ball, I think they're going to be solid. I think they're a Super Bowl contender if they let Russell Wilson throw the ball. So for number four, we got the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, same thing as Russ. He's playing unbelievable football right now. He just came off of another great week. Played the Lions this week, not really an impressive team. When you play that kind of level of football, it shows that you can do that against good teams as well. And you can honestly say that for number five as well, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is looking great. Once they see some real competition, they may have a, like, hit a, a bump in the road. But overall, I like what Josh Allen's doing to the team. He's looking great. especially I didn't know how Stefan Diggs would do moving over to Buffalo. But it looks like he's got good chemistry with Josh Allen already. That defense is looking solid as well. I think the Bills might make a name for themselves in the AFC East. Surprisingly, at the number six spot, who would have thought we'd be saying this, but the Cardinals are up there. This is the first time they've been good for a, for a while now. But Kyler Murray is playing great football. I mean, it's, his sophomore year is already so much better than his really impressive rookie year. For sure. I think that Kyler Murray, give him a few more years, and he might win MVP. Give him maybe one or two more years. Him and D-Hop are already making amazing connections all the time. The defense is looking pretty good, too. I like the Cardinals right now. The Cardinals are definitely one of my favorite playoff picks. So number seven, we've got the New England Patriots. Although they are one and one, they looked really good against Seattle on Sunday. Cam is putting up numbers. They played an impressive team. I mean, they played our number three pick, uh, and they still, it was only a one score game. Like literally they just needed to- Down to the last second, actually. Yeah, the last, really play that last play on the one yard line. Who would have figured it'd be the Patriots on the one yard line this time, <laughs> but. Impressive game, impressive team. I'm liking them this season. Ironically, the Patriots actually ran the ball and they didn't get it. So on the one yard line between those two teams, neither of them are scoring. So for number eight, we got the Raiders. Now, who would have thought that the Raiders would be this good? I mean, I was just <laughs> trash talking them last week, but... We were just talking about how bad Derek Carr was doing, but he's actually doing pretty solid so far. He's showing his age and his throws, but... He's still actually doing great numbers. And having a running back like Josh Jacobs to complement oh, your offense, yep. that's just, he's playing amazing running football right he now. He did a great job against the Saints as well. For our number nine, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been playing pretty good football. I mean, they're 2-0. They played the Broncos and the Giants. Not two amazing teams, but their defense is looking really like, solid. Yeah, they're bringing back that steel wall or the steel curtain. My yeah, bad. that steel curtain. The whole offense and defense side is looking pretty good honestly beforehand in the offseason i was saying that the steelers weren't going to be a good team but so far they're looking pretty solid they did like jake said they did go against the broncos and the giants which aren't too good of teams but i think so far if the steelers can keep up the way they're playing against other teams they're definitely might be higher on the list eventually how about big ben he's been playing pretty impressive football considering his age and coming off of that huge injury he had. Uh, big Ben is not looking too big. Honestly, he looks like he slimmed down. His arms looking good. We'll just let's just hope that he keeps up the good work. I think I think he's looking solid for his age. At our number ten spot, we have the Rams. What do you think? I've, we talked about it many times. The NFC West is stacked, and it just shows it. They have three two and O teams right now. I think the Rams are looking good. I mean, Jared Goff is really showing that. This is his comeback season. 
They didn't play two impressive teams. They played the Cowboys and the Eagles, not amazing teams, but they're looking, they're looking really good out there. I like this team right now. Yeah, Cooper Cup signed his extension a while ago. Jared Goff, yeah, it's a make or break season for him. He's still not one of my favorite quarterbacks, but that's exactly why this is a make or break season for him. He's got a huge contract. Now he just has to live up to it. And I think it starts with this season now. At our 11 spot, we have the New Orleans Saints. That was a rough game on Monday night. They just, they couldn't get anything started after they reached 17 points. I mean, they just looked rough on both sides of the ball. The defense wasn't stopping the Raiders and the offense sure was not getting past them. It's, as we said, Drew Brees is starting to decline. Hopefully they can get it situated soon. I want to see the best for Drew Brees, but I, I'm, I don't know. The only reason we have him at number 11 on this list is because of Alvin Kamara. He's been carrying the entire team on his back. He's a phenomenal running back. And if Drew Brees can start picking it up a little better, the Saints might be back in the playoff picture. They might be back in the top 10 picture as well. At our number 12 spot, we have the Tennessee Titans. They're looking like, I mean, considering they are 2-0, they're not really looking like a 2-0 team right now. I mean, Derrick Henry, he, I have him in fantasy. He's been kind of a disappointment. Uh, I'm sure they... The team kind of feels that way. He hasn't been playing that amazing with football right now. I, I know he'll get it back together soon. It's Derrick Henry. He's a beast. Um, Tannehill's actually looking surprisingly good. It's really good to see that they're not only a run team. It's good to see that Tannehill's playing pretty good football right now. And the defense is looking really good, too. Tannehill's always been one of my favorites. I advocated for him while he was in Miami. And I think on the Titans, he's doing a phenomenal job. Derrick Henry, like you said, has not been looking like Derrick Henry, but if he can bounce back and start having those big runs that he had last season, if he could start using the other team as blockers like he did with the Ravens last year in the playoffs, I think the Titans could be, once again, top 10 or top 5. They just need to get it together. At our number 13 spot, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me hear your thoughts, Jake. Brady did show improvement from week 1 to week 2. The team, they really got their stuff together. I could see if they just keep playing like they did on Sunday, I could see them coming back. Yeah, they definitely need to work on their communication. Brady's still, Brady's three touchdowns, three interceptions, kind of looking like Jameis. But if we can lower those interceptions and we can raise those touchdowns on rushing and passing, I think the Buccaneers could come back and make a really decent playoff push. At our number 14 spot, we have the Chicago Bears. I want to start out, Mitch Trubisky is solid. I've been saying this. Everyone was digging on Mitch Trubisky. I'm saying this once again. He was not that bad. He's not that bad. Everyone was comparing him to like Mike Lennon. He's a great, uh, he's not great, but he's definitely a starter in my book. And he's starting to show that. I agree. I think that Trubisky is really starting to prove himself. I know that he's definitely heard all the hate that he's been getting, not only from his own fan base, but from the NFL in general. I mean, the Bears are looking pretty good right now. 2-0, correct? Yep, 2-0. 2-0, they're looking good. They're playing good. Let's just hope they can keep this going. Honestly, they also have Allen Robinson, a phenomenal wide receiver. He's been making plays. And it's good that him and the Bears are discussing a new contract as well. At our number 15 spot, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them at 15 as long as they play Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor, as unfortunate as it was, it might be the best thing for that team. Justin Herbert, he showed really good quality, qualities against the Chiefs, against 
Patrick Mahomes in that team. They he kept them in it. They went to overtime, first overtime of the season. Having that kind of game as a rookie is phenomenal. Him and Joe Burrow are looking really solid for rookies. And I admit, Justin Herbert did kind of look a little scared in the beginning, but he really picked it up. He was rushing. He was throwing. He took he, a, some really huge hits too. He took hits and he got up right away. He looked really excited to be out there. And for not expecting to start, he did a phenomenal job. And I cannot wait to see what he can do with the Chargers in the future. At our number 16 spot, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Who would have thought that a Super Bowl team from last season would be this low on the chart? I mean, it's unfortunate to see, but they've suffered way too many injuries. They lost that game against the Cardinals, and I mean, they beat the Jets, but they lost so many players in the process of that game. Uh, their roster is really hurting right now without a starting quarterback without or a key running back these huge defensive players that really brought that that really brought the team to the Super Bowl last season it's going to be rough it's going to be rough for the 49ers if if the if the backups share the same chemistry i think they could also make a wild card spot but it's looking a little rough for them let's see if they bounce back or if they just tank lower on the list so for the second half of our power rankings we're just going to kind of go through these a little bit faster let's right through them go ahead Jake so for 17 we got the Colts 18, we got the Jaguars. 19, we got the football team. 20, we got the Cowboys. 21, we got the Browns. 22, we got the Broncos. 23, we got the Texans. 24, the Dolphins. 25, the Eagles. 26, the Vikings. 27, the Bengals. 28, the Falcons. 29, the Panthers. 30, we got the Lions. 31, we got the Giants. And coming in dead last, 32, we got the New York Jets. Jets are definitely going to do awful this season at most at most i'm thinking two wins now what do you think is the big problem for the jets i think you get adam gase out of there he is not a good coach he's not making he's not calling the right plays i think he's not using sam Darnold to his full potential and i think they just need a new running back period no disrespect to Le'Veon bell but i just do not think that the chemistry is there um i think that sam Darnold's a good quarterback he's had some pretty crazy passes on the jets i think he shows really good qualities, but Adam Gase is just such a bad head coach. They need to get him out of there. They need to make some moves to actually get Sam Darnold some help. And when you have these stars wanting to leave your team, that just shows that you're not good, that people don't want to be there. So yeah, if you hopefully don't... they get this situated before Sam Darnold wants to leave, before all these other or before these other players want to leave that they need. It doesn't help that they sent Robbie Anderson away all the way to Carolina. Because Robbie Anderson is a phenomenal wide receiver. He's doing pretty well in Carolina. It sucks to see Sam Darnold lose a talent like that. I think for Sam Darnold's career, he needs to go somewhere else. And this concludes episode three of Jake and Benny's Backyard Football. Thank you for joining us this week. And make sure to tune in next week for all the latest football news and hopefully less injuries. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Our Instagram is Backyard Football Podcast. The Facebook is Jake and Benny's Backyard Football, and our Twitter is Jake and Benny FB. This has been Jake and Benny's Backyard Football. Have a great week, everybody.